Sloth, you're gonna live with me now. I'm gonna take care of you. Because I love you. Oh, I love you, Chuck. Oh, I love you, Sloth. Welcome back, Golden Globus Theater. That was a whole range of emotions right there. And a whole lot of confusing direction on your part. <laughs> no, it was perfectly made sense. You just, you're confused. Uh, I want just to talk on... We're talk, of course, we're talking about a John Matuzak movie this week. And yeah, Tuzi. His, his, famous, his most famous role is Sloth and Goonies. So I thought we'd give a little shout-out to Goonies, because we're never covering Goonies. No. And uh, I just want to talk about that scene we just played. Like, okay. Which which one? The I Love You scene. Okay. Uh, um, okay, this kid is known sloth for 12 hours, maybe, give or take, an hour. Yeah. And now he's like, you're going to come live with me, and I love you. I love you, adult, deformed, mentally handicapped human being. My parents are cool with it. You're living with us. Mm-hmm. Government's cool with it. I, we, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Why is the government getting involved in this love between a man and a child? Well, I, Keep the government out of love, man. <sighs> I see no problem with this. Chunk has a huge heart, and you got a problem with that? He's got a huge stomach. I don't know about his heart. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed weird. I, I think I would... Get to know somebody a little bit better before I'd say you're coming with living with me. Yeah. You're not inviting strange men when you're I just, a child. I just love his parents. It's like, whatever. Whatever you want, Chunk. Do you actually... I have never seen Goonies. Do you see a scene where they go home together? No, it ends right there. Okay. So at least we don't have that. I, that would be a great sequel, though. The life of Sloth and Chunk living together. That seems like a Mork and Mindy In type fact, show. I have a theory that this movie we're going to talk about is the continuation of the Sloth-Chunk relationship. You pitched this to me, and you're, you sold it. Like yeah. You had it on uh, uh, three words in. I was like, you know what? That's exactly what this is. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, Griff, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm going to go on a non-sequitur. Well, it's the opening segment. That's what this is for. We're... Uh, we're lately been very popular in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, Griff, there's a lot of strife going on in Portland, Oregon. There's been like 90 straight days of riots in the in the streets. Yeah. Are we causing this, Griff? Is this us? Because we're a, we're, a, we're a tool for unity and mm-hmm. bringing people together. That's what this show is supposed to be about. But I'm just wondering, because we, we, we have a huge influence on the world. Are we causing this, Griff? And if so, do we need to just shut it down and stop this podcast? I don't know what could be causing it. What have we said recently that's controversial? The only thing I can think of is if maybe they didn't get the message of metalheads and beards. What was it? Must- mustache, mustache and beard. Guys. And beard. I see a lot of anti-mustache talk in Portland right that's now. That's what I thought because it's, you and know. And that's not right. Yeah. Mustaches and beards, you should be able to live together in perfect harmony. I don't know what we're doing. We'll have to go back and review our whole catalog. We're going to spend 45 hours straight in the... Uh, wow, that's not even going to do it. We're over like 100 hours at this point. 200 hours by now. Jesus. At least. We're locking ourselves that, in the... That 200 hours of free entertainment. We're just giving it away. <laughs> we'll have to lock ourselves in the laser disc vault and figure this out because I don't know what we did to, to, to the help facilitate all these riots and everything. I'm going to bring it around, Griff. Because Goonies took place in Oregon, I think. That seems right. So now we're back to Goonies. Goonies <laughs> starred John Matuzak. Tuzi. 
Twos. The twos. Super Bowl champ. Yeah, I saw that he had a football career. Oakland Raider. I believe he was on the same team with Lyle Alzado, who was another former football player who had a brief action career in the 80s and who also died, much like Twos. Yeah, Twos was only, what, 38? 38. Jesus, man. We lost the Twos too well, he, early. Well, he had a drug overdose. Oh, he did? Yeah. Ooh. Tuesday. Accidental drug overdose. He didn't try to kill himself. He was just trying to have a good time. Just trying to have a good time. Well, I'm sure he was. I mean, he was like a fucking tackle or some shit. So I'm sure his body was all fucked God, up. God, you, you, that has to fuck your body up completely. That's so. I mean, we know it does. And then I'm sure <laughs> you know he was on steroids and all that shit, too. Oh, so you think that, he was jacking it of course, up? Of course he was. Everyone was jacking it back in those days. Jacking on steroids. <laughs> Is that what they call it? That's jacking on it, steroids? Yeah, That's steroids. what killed Lyle Alzado. He, uh, well, he, got, he had brain cancer, too. But he blamed it on steroids. I don't know. The jury's still out on whether... I didn't know steroids caused brain cancer. I know P2P I, I, does. P2P does. Um, I thought maybe he got it from uh, Boz. Boz? The Boz. You think he was a drug facilitator for these guys? Do you? Th- are you just saying what I think you're saying? That the Boz is the one who gave the drugs to Matuzak that killed them. Boz and Tuz, they were thinking. Do you, are you saying that it was intentional because he wanted Matuzak's career? Yeah. I absolutely okay, do. Look, I've seen plenty Griffin of pictures. Griffin across from me right now. He's just laying out the truth. Yeah, it's called Gianon Organon, you know? So... I've seen so many pictures of the Boz Steve back Gannon. in back in the eighties and everything, and that man's always wearing that little fanny pack. It's true. I, what yeah. do you think's in there? Clean, pure, good P two P. Some good shit. It's man. just good. You don't need more adjectives. It's just oh. good P two P. So I think it's good he, shit, I, pal. I think he was jealous that OJ got a career. Bo Jackson got a did Bo Jackson no, get a career? Jackson, as far as I know, Bo Jackson's never been in a movie. But he was a two sport athlete. It's true. And so was OJ, actually. No, wasn't he, he was not. He oh, was okay. Just Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, Cincinnati Reds. I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm 90% certain that Bob's was just like, no, I'm stone cold. I am the football player. Superstar. He and that's Dan- the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Stone Boz said so, yeah. Boz wow. 316. I just, is the case, is it, is it a cold case? Is the case closed? I think you just introduced some new information, some new evidence. I don't know. If it sounds they, pretty solid to me. They probably know. closed the case without ever looking into it, because they were just like, fuck that guy, you know? After they learned he was sloth and living with a child in Oregon. Oregon? We decided Oregon. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm almost 93% sure it was uh, yeah. Oregon. I, I think they just closed the case immediately because they this guy's probably a pedophile, so let's just sweep this one under the rug. I think that might have happened there. I, I hope not. I hope sloth did not molest Chunk. Yeah. So the, how did we? How did I end up on this movie? Oh, I was just looking for crazy action movies. That's all. Mm, this this one a, somehow came up. You were plumbing the depths of YouTube. And yeah, this rose to the surface. And it, it just—I didn't even realize it. But I got like, uh, you know, I got through it. I mentioned it to you. Then it was like last week that I realized Sam J. Jones is in this movie too. Yeah, from the Flash fame, Flash, just a couple weeks ago Flash we did that. Gordon, yeah, and we were talking. We talked about the documentary. Watch no mention of this movie. There's a lot of familiar faces in this movie when I watched it. Yeah, you, who else did you recognize? Rostov's in it. Oh my god, I didn't even recognize that. <laughs> you said it, and then like, and then, I t- and then the I know we've done a movie with him, uh, McCoy, the 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 captain. 
Oh yeah, he looked way too familiar. Yeah, I mean he he's been in some shit we've done recently. I mean, of course, he's probably most famous as being uh, the bad guy in RoboCop, and uh, oh. he also was he played banjo in Deliverance. <laughs> oh, he's the banjo guy, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, and then the the kid. Where was the kid from? The kid was in something. Did I you mentioned say he was in Night of the Comet? Was that the kid? That was it. Was that the kid who broke uh, her record? At the end of the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, the little blonde-headed kid that they... Yeah, it's like two seconds of screen time. Exactly. He was that kid. Wow. Great so, great action So we, we act, we're, we're presenting it like it's just some forgotten piece of shit, but this is a star-studded movie. Like, why didn't it get any love? I have no clue. I tell, another guy... Uh, Dante, the cop, he's been in some shit we've done, and he's in a movie that I want to do that has Robert Zadar in it. We might do that for Schlocktober. Oh, shit. Robert Zadar. I miss Robert. No, no, I'm sorry, guys. Robert Zadar was not... He's in this other movie. He's not in this movie. I don't want to get anyone excited. Yeah, yeah, don't... He could have easily replaced Toots. I would have been fine with that. I just want to see more Robert Zadar lead. Or main villain. I'm cool with that. Gotta get off this Robert Zadar train, though. We gotta get back. Yeah, because we have two fucking pages worth of notes on this. There's Griff so, went crazy. It's it's a it's a good one. I mean, it's not good. <laughs> well, you but, be the judge. It's on YouTube for free. Yeah, but it's definitely it's it's exactly what you would expect out of these movies. There's plenty of weird shit happening, which I always appreciate. When it's I never realized how much things. how much cholo activity was on in these late eighty early nineties action it's movies. That was like. Public Enemy number one. We thought Trump invented like Mexicans as being murderers and rapists. And oh, no, Hollywood God. did it 20, 30 years earlier. I was talking to our good friend Mike earlier today. We've been chatting about wrestling uh, quite a bit. And so he's watching the same 19. He's like in the same year, like 1996, as I am. But he's watching WCW and I'm watching WWF. And so I was talking to him earlier and I was like, hey, who's who's holding the belts right now and he brought up this guy who's got like the TV title or something named Conan. Yeah, I think I've it was Conan. Him. I've heard of him. But he is he <laughs> dressed like a cholo. He had like the uh the dockers on with boxers flowing over and then these big hoop earrings on and I was just like, "Oh my god, I remember this guy." But just they loved that cholo in the in the mid-90s. That was a big thing. And then we were talking about getting initials shaved into our head in those days. It's a good time to li- be alive. Red Red Wings I, I are was, on the top of their game. I wasn't talking about that, but yeah. initials in our heads and cholos everywhere. That's what we were saying. Oh, the nineties. Oh, the nineties. Let's get into this fucking movie because we got a lot of shit to unload. So, for, strap yourselves in, all you enthusiasts. <laughs> That's a Matusiak enthusiast. <laughs> and check out One Man Force. He was a dedicated cop, sworn to uphold the law, until an act of violence pushed him over the edge. You can't keep turning him every time there's a body and expect the department to reinstate you. Now he's about to declare war. A one-man army. Come on! A cop, alone. Let this go. Against the department. That's my license to kill. Against the odds. 
I'd say it's about time for you to call in the cavalry. I'd like you to meet the judge, the jury, and the executioner. All rolled in one. And above the law. You wouldn't dare. One man of action. One man who will not be stopped until justice is served. One man force. John Matusek from Goonies. Ronnie Cox of Beverly Hills Cop. Sam Jones from Flash Gordon. Sharon Farrell of Lone Wolf McQuaid. And Charles Napier from Rambo. In the explosive thriller that takes the action to the limit and beyond. One man force. Alright, welcome back and... Whatever the fuck that trailer was. I hope there is a trailer for this. There's got to be. You know, I totally lied a couple weeks ago. I said I was going to make an, a trailer for Exterminator. I found a normal trailer. Mm. So that very professional trailer you heard, I did not put that together. That was that was already put together. Okay. I forgot about that. I'm glad that. you came clean about that. Oh, yeah. I don't want to fool anybody. I'm not right. that good at editing this audio. I mean, right. it goes... You can... That's why well, I don't listen. <laughs> So, we start right out. We're like seeing uh, twos. We call him two. Jake. That's his character's name. Yeah. He's looking like a criminal. I was like, what's going on? I mean, he is a menacing looking motherfucker. He's huge. Well, that's the thing. He always played villains, mostly. Yeah. And he's huge, and he's got a beat up car, and pulls up to the back in an alley. Nice caged door. It's a rough side of town. Yeah, it's a rough side. But he doesn't just get out of his car. He fucking puts pantyhose over his head. Yeah, that was what, that's how you did it back in the day. Just yeah. Put, we need to bring that back. I wear pantyhose when I go to the store now on my face. That's how you're keeping COVID safe? Yeah. Okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, and th- I liked how he rips the fucking grate off the door, but then he picks the lock. I know. Oh, they're just like a He's little... He's showing off all his skills. Right. Like, I'm super strong. He's ripping bolts out of the wall and everything. Just gently puts it to the side. Is he wearing that sweet Adidas leather jacket? Murray, I think he did not wear the leather jacket because it was a 90-degree day. <laughs> he was... Well, he was cool as the twos. Yeah. You don't. You can wear whatever you want. Exactly. But he, he was not wearing the Adidas jacket. So He's, right now, I'm just like, wait a minute. Is He's a villain? He's the star of the movie? He's a villain? I was confused. Bro. Yeah, it's very confusing. So he walks in, and we see our man Sam J. Jones talking with a woman. Apparently, it's his wife. They own this bar, and she's complaining about him doing something like washing the dishes. I don't know. And he's like, shut up, bitch. And just as he's about to slap his wife, <laughs> two busts in. He's hold up. And he starts firing firing off rounds. And we're like, holy shit, what the? And then fucking the kid you mentioned from Night of the Comet pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. He's like, die, motherfucker. And he just shoots the fucking twos in the chest. Yeah. In the shoulder, right in that spot. Twos thinks he's got the drop on everybody else. But the kid, he had, uh, what was the kid's name? Ronnie. Ronnie. Ronnie actually has the jump on him. And so, yeah, he shoots twos right in that perfect shoulder and spot. And then there's a drunk who's just played by Buck Flowers who's played he literally, that's the only role he ever played in movies. It's he's always drunk, the drunk guy. Drunk bar fly, yeah. I like and it. And he's just like, what the fuck is going on? And he gets shot. 
He's like, yeah. oh, I'm dying. And then the Shirley, the wife, she's like, I got to get on. And she starts spraying fucking soda water all over the place. Very, very confusing. A lot of energy happening right now. Uh, and we're slowly starting to realize, wait a minute. These aren't real bullets. They're paintballs. They're paintballs. And so everyone... Well, at, well, well, our boy Buck, the drunk, didn't realize. He thought he was yeah. dead. And they're yeah, laughing. <laughs> he thinks he died. He passes He passes out when right. he sees Probably it. hits his head and dies. He might have. And yeah. then Shirley has the gall to go, look at this mess you guys made. It's like, bitch, you're the one spraying water everywhere. We're yeah. just shooting paint guns. And Pete just looks over at Jake. Pete, who's Sam Jones. That's Pete, Sam Pete. Jones, Jake, who is uh, Toos. And Pete's just like, well, hey, we better get in uh, to see the captain because I'm not cleaning this fucking mess. I mean, right. I think I think Buck shit himself, and I'm definitely <laughs> not touching that. So they, they just bail on poor Shirley. But, you know, mm. as Pete pointed out to Jake when they were driving in, that's a woman's job to clean. Well, he's right. So, And I like that little callback to Trash from, uh, from uh, Bronx Warriors. It's a nice black and white blown up poster of twos and his old football days on the wall. I I love that. This is Pete's bar. Yet he has posters of twos everywhere. It's always it was like it was weird. It was a bar slash dojo. Yeah, because there was like you're right. There you're was right. punching bags and speed bags. All this crazy. It was really. I was waiting for fucking Lou Ferrigno to pop up because he looked like that bar that Reb and Lou worked in. That's in, in right. Cage. Yeah, in Cage. Oh, what but a they didn't movie. have. They didn't have the fucking arcade game that that Lou was so good at. Oh, oh, what? I don't remember which one it was. I think it was like Burger Time or something like that. <laughs> Dick Doug. Dick Doug. And it so the, the guy, you know, when now it's like, all right, they're cops. Thank God. Woo! Yeah. Thank God. So you know if they're cops, they got to get reamed by the captain. That's par for the course. I mean, come on. This is this is the, the first flaw they had in this movie is, uh, spoiler alert, Sam Jones isn't making it too long in this movie. <laughs> How could you not advertise this movie as Flash Gordon and... <laughs> sloth it's sloth the buddy cop film of the future well i'm glad you brought that up because i was like we always do we're like we're gonna talk about this later and then we, yep, forget. And then we forget this is my theory that pete is chunk we never i don't know what chunk's real fucking name is it could be pete yeah sloth i don't know i'm sure that's not his christian name i think his name is jake yeah i think this is sloth and, and, and chunk grown up Sloth just grew his beard out, grew some hair out, looks totally like normal now. Well, I mean, advancements in uh, facial surgery and no, everything. No, I just think he's just the same. I think he just grew a beard <laughs> and grew his hair out. Oh, it's kind of like uh, Robert Zadar when he shaves to when he right. doesn't have a beard. Well, when Zadar has a beard, looks like a normal human being. Exactly. Now you're like, yeah. Oh, my God. And then he, he, since he's like, he was jacked, he inspired Chunk to get in shape. So yeah. now it looks like Sam Jones. This movie is a continuation of Goonies. Sam Jones, also an ex-football star. Yes. I don't know if he's a star, but he, yeah, he played some football. I believe he played for the New York Football Jets. I don't know. I don't care. I th- Wait, that's just that's just Flash Gordon. Yes. <laughs> he was so great in his role, you actually thought. I actually thought. Yeah, I don't think oh he might have played God. college. I don't think he ever played college. Oh, my God. My brain actually just made that connection, though. And All right. so, of so course. they're driving in, and they're like, man... McCoy, Captain McCoy's gonna fucking chew your ass out, Jake. Like, I don't care. I play by my own rules. He's like, you get you get that news on Chico, and I'm like, yeah, he told me there's some good shit coming at the wharves later on. <laughs> oh, of course it's the wars. So they're telling the lieutenant about this, and he, the lieutenant, by the way, he was getting a nice, freshly painted office. Right. This is this is why I actually like this movie. 
Why are things happening? Really makes you wonder. Why Why is the lieutenant's office getting painted? <laughs> While he's what working is, in it? That would be awful. Yeah. Because you're breathing all these paint fumes? Yeah, paint fumes? We're still in lead paint days, too. So you know that that he's getting some brain think problems. I in 1990 we had lead paints, though. You don't think so? No. I, th- I think no. they went cheap on it. I, I, I think this that. was recycled okay. lead paint. But, yeah, th- why is this happening? So they're having a very serious conversation while there's just normal painters in there painting up this fucking office. There's paint cans, open trays everywhere. It's like something's getting knocked over. You know something's going to happen. Well, as every stick up his ass captain would be, he's like, look, I need facts. I need evidence. I don't care if you have Cure's computer system keeping temperatures of everybody's ass across the globe. I want you to go and find that real evidence. I love how reasonable McCoy is. And Jake just goes full roid rage out. Fuck you! And he just screams at him, and that, didn't he like throw all his shit off his desk? I think he did something like that. He was just like enraged. Well, you know, he had that fucking bird that just drips off the water, you know, and he fucking <laughs> took that and chucked it at the freshly painted wall. So that that coat of paint going everywhere. Mer- yeah, that was Mercury Bird, man. And yeah, and like Pete's like, holy shit! I'll I'll just smooth it out, Captain. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So they they storm out, and he's like, he's but the captain's like, I don't care what you do, stay away from the wharfs tonight. So yeah. You no, know, if you tell Jake that, he's got to do the opposite. Well, here's the, here's he the, plays by his own rules, Griff. Here's the thing, Murray. You said it yourself. Stay away from the wharfs tonight. So Jake, being the fucking calculus brain that he has, he goes, "Fine, we'll go there right now." It's the it's like eight o'clock in the morning, so it's not tonight. So they head over uh, to the warehouse on the wharfs, of right. course. And their man Chico is just standing outside, just looking sketchy as all fucking. Well, he looks hell. nervous as all hell. He's just like looking around, He's probably waiting for his next fix. And so, uh, as you know, he expects Jake to do. He immediately threatens the guy. See, the guy's in trouble. He's trim- something's going on. So he threatens his life. Yeah, pulls out a gun on him. Says, "If this does, if you lied to me, you're dead, man, Chico." No, man, I'm telling you, man, good shit. Good shit, pal. It's coming. <laughs> Good shit, pal. So they sneak in, and it's like a, it's like a place where I guess refrigerators from China. Get yes, started. they don't put them in boxes. They just put refrigerators right out in the open. No, just right out. You don't have to worry about them getting dented. Or so anything. they're and they're all like creating a maze of refrigerators so they can sneak through them like a snake. Like, it is refrigerator refrigerators and barrels of explosives. Those are the two things they keep in this warehouse. Because okay. why not? Well, they, that's what happened in Beirut. That's right. They just so it happens. There's a there's basis of fact. Yeah, or maybe the people in Beirut, Beirut like saw this movie and were like, "It's safe." You know, they might have. All the only the refrigerators are going to get shot up here, so they're like, "Well, clearly, if you put enough refrigerators around explosives, it's no big." Come on, it was in that fourth Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Fucking Indy escapes a nuclear bomb by getting in a fridge. Yeah. So clearly, science. There's science. Yeah. So a classic car, PT Cruiser, drives up. <laughs> classic PT Cruiser. <laughs> and Mexican guy with a mustache. I don't know what his name was. Mustache, I'll call him. He gets Santiago. out. Wait, Santiago's a different no, character. No, Santiago's a different guy. He's another guy with a mustache. Yeah. We'll call, I don't know. We'll call him Cheech. So Cheech <laughs> rolls up. He's got the fucking horn. He's just full-blown. Oh, they're the Russians of the 90s. Right. 
and he's here to. I think he's dropping the good shit off. I think that's their job. Or they're the Colombians. They're not Mexican. They're Colombians. Okay. And they're dropping the good shit off to the Mexicans to sell for them. So that they see the handoff. That's all they need. They're about to move in. And then there's a guy on a catwalk, like above, looking at our Jake and Pete, and he's just like. Hey, these guys don't belong here. They so start shooting at them, and then all hell breaks loose. Oh yeah, Fridge is getting Cheech shot. Cheech grabs off. a shotgun oh. from underneath the fucking front fender. He's ready. Yeah, so we just got big old gunfight happening, and you know, as these things do happen, you got to have some motivation for our main hero, who happens to be two. So I already said it. Sam J. Jones isn't going to last very long. He gets fucking shot, and he doesn't get just the wing wing in the shoulder. Uh-oh. He fucking takes it straight to the face. Straight to the face. Just that, that was actually how uh, that was uh, Tuz's style in the NFL. He just he ran headfirst into people. So he probably had all kinds of neck problems, too. So Pete goes flying into a fridge, and that just sets Jake off into a fucking sloth rage like you've never seen. Did oh, he, he pick up a fridge and throw it at a he guy? He picked up a fridge and throw, threw it at a guy. Like uh, Today's podcasts are going to be full of people picking up very heavy objects they have no business picking up and throwing them like they're, you know, five-pound weights. And so uh, Cheech fucking freaks out, jumps in that PT Cruiser and takes off. They saw the goodies. They know what Sloth's capable <laughs> right. of. So they're just like... They, they were all out of baby roofs. So they, they had nothing to, like, they, negotiate with. All they brought were old Henry bars. So that's not going <laughs> to stop a Sloth rage. No. No, you got to have baby Ruth no, for that. You need at least, uh, like, a chunky... <laughs> Just the chunky. <laughs> Wait, that was a candy bar, right? Yes. Oh, and he's friends with Chunk. It all, it all comes together. I like it. I like to believe they went into business together and made Chunk bars together. <laughs> That's probably their dream they had that Pete and Pete and Jake slash Sloth and Chunk had. <laughs> he's like, you know, you know, Sloth, I love you. First of all. And I got this idea. It's like this nasty ass chunk of chocolate with raisins in it. I was gonna say, what is it? It's gross. Okay. I don't think they make them anymore. No, so. well, but chocolate raisins. I think I don't something else. I don't know. Nugget or nougat? All I know is he's got raisins. I ain't eating it. So model to live. So by. he's like, no, I love your chunk. Or I know you. And then like, <laughs> he's like, I love you too, sloth. Correct. Even though his head got blown off, he said that. And he slowly caresses Jake's face and slides down. And Cut then, to he's got to go back. He's got to tell the news to uh, Shirley. Yeah. Well, he lives in this bar apparently. I don't know how much time has passed here because we're just yeah. waking up. And he's got this apartment above a room above the bar. <laughs> I, think, I don't think it's even like a bar. It's just like a room. Okay. It's the broom closet. This, he's living this, in. this is another thing I love about this movie. There's so much happening with this bar. Everyone's living in the bar, too. Yeah. We never see the exterior. Well, we see the exterior when he breaks in. Right. But how big is this fucking bar and this property? He wakes up, and he's... It's like the samurai cop houses. Yes, exactly. It's grandma's house in one room, and then it's a mansion in another. It 100% is, because every time they go into Shirley's house... They they open a door and then they just cut to a, a white you know a big white yeah. house with plenty of windows and natural lighting. Right. John DeHart must have shot these <laughs> scenes because, but I love this because Sloth wakes up. Sloth, Jake, <laughs> Jake wakes up and he's got this twenty pound sack of onions that he just goes up to and he's just fondling and it's just like what did he? I don't even remember. There's a pack of there, stack, just yeah a bag of onions. Yeah, there was a huge what kind? bag of Bermuda. Onions. Uh there were vermilion. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then he stumbles out. Shirley's working hard at that bar. 
Well, working hard, she's fucking passed out, and you just hear the news blaring oh, right. out, blaring out. Uh, right. Oh yeah, this is like this 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 whole subplot that makes no sense. I don't know why it's. I guess they had to pad out the screen time. They they absolutely had to, and it's also like how we're gonna follow Jake as he weaves in and out of the law. Right. So we learn that rock star Leah Jennings in the middle of. Uh, recording a music video got kidnapped by Al Qaeda. Remind you of a couple of the tippy taps we've done? Maybe the A Team episode? <laughs> Maybe the fucking uh, Chips episode that we did? I want to point out the chick playing Leah Jennings. She is one hit wonder Stacy Q. Oh. She must have been fucking some guy like high up in the industry because. She like you said, she only had one, maybe two hits, and they were minor hits. They weren't like number one hits. But she was like she was in this fucking movie. She was she like was, that's so she, she, she was in a movie. She right. was a recurring character on Facts of Life. Okay, that's she, bigger. And it's like, why? Like she, she, she's no ta- she's no talent. I she mean, was the poor man's Madonna. That's what she was supposed to be. Like, okay, okay. You know, an answer to Madonna. She's a flash of the pan in this movie. I mean, she's a flash in the pan in her career. <laughs> so it's, it makes sense that her character arc is literally. Do you know who Stacey Q is? No, you didn't even know who she was till I brought it up. But no, she's I, a real life singer. I don't even know her now. I've already forgotten about her. <laughs> she's like raisins in a chunk bar. I don't give a shit. So it. yeah, she gets kidnapped by. It looks like Al Qaeda. I assume because they were wearing. They weren't pantyhose on their face. I think. Yeah, it's hard to make out. It's maybe Bobby Peru is involved. So in that's this. just like in the background. We're supposed to take it in. Jake's really not taking it in because he's concerned with Shirley. Yeah, passed out on the bar. She's been up drinking again. I mean, she just lost her husband. They have a thirteen-year-old son who, you know, she, what? What am I supposed to do? And so Jake is going to be the, uh, you know, the the shoulder to support her. Shoulder to cry on. He wakes her up and he's like, "Come on, get out of the bar." You know, you know, sprays her with the the soda fountain or whatever. You need to get in into bed. Yeah, and he he, he's a gentleman, and this is the the wife of his recently deceased friend. (laughs) He's something you added. So he just (laughs) gently lays her into the bed. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna go to my my onions. I'm gonna peel some onions." (laughs) And she's like, "No, no, get in bed with me. I need that snake, Jake." And he's like, oh, boy. Oh. He's like, this is weird. All right. So he, he's still he's wearing sweatpants. He's got sweat. I, 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 he, I think he's in his Adidas tracksuit at this point, <laughs> which he is constantly in full-on Adidas gear. They're doing close-up of his fresh white <laughs> yeah, there's, Adidas. There's a lot of product placement in this. A lot. A lot Pep- Pepsi everywhere. Oh, man. And so he's just like, oh, okay, I'll get in bed. Yeah, he's so reluctantly, he's like looking over his shoulder like, oh, yeah, I'll do this just for you. Thank God I'm wearing those sweatpants. <laughs> oh, at the camera. Jesus. Gets in bed. As soon as he's about to, they're about to go to fucking the snake pit, <laughs> Ronnie rolls up. Oh, hey, on. Mom, I just made the basketball team. What? Yeah, catches them in bed. And- Is that what it looks like? They're clothed. It isn't what it looks like. Well, it yeah, looks- he's completely clothed. <laughs> She's under blankets. He's on top of the blankets. Oh, it looks he- like nothing. I would be like, okay, hey, see you later. You can even see him like sha- like he's miming. Uh, 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 I was going to say shaving a potato, peeling a potato <laughs> like this is the most innocent scene he oh, caught him I, in. He was actually peeling an onion. Yeah, peel you don't peel onions, though. Yeah, you do. You got to peel that like gross covering. Yeah, up. but you don't peel with a peeler. Well, he does. He does, which is very strange. <laughs> He's a strange man. Anyway, <laughs> Ronnie's like, oh, I see. Yeah, I get it. Storms off. Oh, uh, so Jake has to, you know, he's like, I got I to fucking, 
Gotta take care of Shirley. Now I gotta take care of Pete, you motherfucker. Why did you die? <sighs> so he hits the street looking for Chico. Yeah, because that's how he's going to get his Anybody seen Chico? Anybody seen Chico? And I love how they set up this shot because they just cut to nighttime. Van in the middle of nowhere. Same park that we, we went to um, in the Exterminator just randomly. And Van... And then you just see fucking sloth. Wasn't the van just rocking? And, you know, there's like windows breaking out. And I don't even remember the scene. That's how. It's awful. <laughs> it's so pointless. And he's just in there and he's like, where is that motherfucker Chico? I thought Chico was just an innocent, you know, like informant. Yeah. yeah. But no, apparently he's not. ready to well, kill he, Chico. Well, in his mind, Chico set them up. Because Chico was looking nervous. I think Chico knew what was going on. Okay. So what these gangers tell him is like, Chico's in jail, man. He's like, wait, Chico's in jail? It's like, yeah, if you were just doing your job, you know, showing up to work, you would have known that. Because he's literally in his precinct and everything. Right. So he shows up to, like, you know, the jail cell they have at the, the police station. Starts roughing Chico up. And then uh, the captain comes in. Hey, rule of law. You know, what do you think this is, Minneapolis? We don't do that kind of shit here. <laughs> and so, you know, he's just giving him the riot act. And I think he just fucking goes, fuck you, and then runs off again. Yeah, Lieutenant suspends him. He's like, turn in your gun and badge, which he doesn't have a gun and badge, so he doesn't have to well, turn it in. Well, he's wearing sweatpants. Where are you going to put a gun and a badge? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Maybe he's wearing a garter belt or something. Yeah. Sticks it in there. Fuck, it. He, if he had a fucking... Maybe uh, a little Derringer? If he had a fucking fanny pack, he could have, but no, he didn't. Maybe, yeah. And Yeah, that's where he goes, fuck you, and then just thrashes everything again. He's like, I just had this room painted, Jake. I know. That's probably why he's having it painted, because Jake is constantly ruining (laughs) the fucking paint job. Just smearing mercury all over the walls. Smearing shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I think of your shit. Shits in his hand and throws it. I mean, this is uh, a man who just a couple years prior was complete, like, his face was all messed up. He was probably smearing shit all over walls because Sloth is not a completely there man, let's say. Right. So I, and I, without Chunk to keep him in order, you know, Chunk's the one who taught him how to use the bathroom properly. <laughs> so without him, he's just, he's aimless. He's a ship lost at sea. Of course you can bring in this uh, chal- mentally challenged man, uh, a Chunk, honey, but you got to <laughs> potty train him. If you don't have a potty train within the first well, month, yeah. he's on the streets again. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I mean, 100%. So he goes back to the bar. Got his groceries, you know. He's got to take care of his family. Well, you now. know it's groceries. He's a little fucking lettuce. Yeah, it's usually yeah. carrots. I thought, like, you get yeah, those fresh right. organic yes, carrots that right. still have the uh, yeah uh-huh. the tops to them. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. A lot of leafy greens. No, no, yep, leafy greens. But uh, he comes in and the bars packed middle of the day because all the bars in the nineties in the middle of the day are packed. Mm-hmm. So Shirley is like, Jake, come here. Jake goes over to talk to her. She's like, you know, Ronnie's upstairs with those bad kids again. You know, you know the bad kids. They uh they got that horn that sounds like that oriental kind of Well before he does that, she's like, There's this guy who wants to hire you. And he's like, he's over there. Oh really? I thought He's she... the manager of that Leah Jennings, that, that uh rock star that went missing. And he's like, how does he <laughs> He just got fucking fired or like suspended this morning, and yeah. this guy already knows about it. And right, all of a sudden, he beca- I love he becomes a private detective all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, is that you just happy to say I'm a private detective now, and you have the license? Now? Of course, that's okay. all it takes. <laughs> okay. 
This is you the say other- it three times and spin around while you're this doing it. This is the other thing I love. Cops are celebrities in these movies. They're all, like everyone's like, "Oh, of course we know that cop." Do you know a single <laughs> cop? No, I don't. Only one I know is our. I don't even know him. Yeah, is our buddy Pigeon because his dad was a cop. Yeah, that is about as much connection. That's the <laughs> only cop I know. I don't know a single cop. Uh, it, no. You know, in my city or anything. So, I love these movies. They're always just like, "Oh, of course everybody knows you. You're you're sloth, the cop, the guy who was <laughs> retarded." That's detective two sloth years ago. To you. <laughs> so he meets up with this guy. And this guy, he's looking. He's like high. He's like, yeah. oh, he, yeah, he's got the shakes big time. He's like, look, I'll give you five grand up front if you can find her, and five grand when you're done with the job. Yeah, and then fucking Jake's like, I'll think about it. And then that's when he surely okay, yeah. she's like, oh, by the way, you're Ronnie's dad now. <laughs> so can you take care? He's like, he's doing some shit. He's up in his room. I the, think he's circle jerking. I don't know what's going on. The door is locked. Break it up. The door is never locked to his room. I always tell him to keep it open. No matter who's over, keep the door open. Right. And when you, you, you see a group of boys in a room with a locked door, you think circle jerk. That's what you're thinking. So that's what. I mean, Jake's they, preparing they, they probably could hear th- them playing the circle jerks. And whenever you listen to the circle jerks, you got to have a circle jerk. Oh, boy. You're like, are, are you getting ready for a kickboxing match? What's going on in there? It better be kickboxing you're preparing for. Because the kickboxing JoJo is in, in the bar. Remember <laughs> JoJo. That? So, uh, so they open the door and they see these ruffians in there. Yeah. They, they go, oh, we'll see you later, Ronnie. And they walk out. And he's like, <laughs> smells like weed in here. It's like, you know I'm a private detective now. I'm going to have to take you in, Ronnie. You know, you know. Uh, what are you doing with your life? Slaps the shit out of dude, Ronnie. what is happening here? He, I, sloth. He's <laughs> just a few years off being mentally challenged. He's so. spiraling, dude. He's spiraling. Big time. So he has. You know what happens to guys in jail who have weed? They yeah. get fucked in the ass. And he's just like, damn, I'm just smoking. I wasn't even smoking. We were playing video games. What the they fuck? Were, yeah, they were just playing some Mortal Kombat. And he's like. You're not my dad. He runs off. Oh, of course he does. And of course he calls uh, Ron out for being a drunk. Or Ron. Ronnie calls Jake out for being a drunk. Well, the real drunk is Shirley. Yeah, Shirley. So he's projecting. <laughs> I, don't on think the, ever, I don't think he's been drunk yet in this movie. Yet he's the drunk. We have not seen him have a drink. <laughs> no. All of we've seen That's him called do, projection. It's, yep. Yeah. All we've seen him do is caress onions, which lends itself to some other problems. But it hits home for some reason. Yeah. And he's like, nah. Uh, and then he just watches Ronnie walk away. So he joins Ronnie. Ronnie has gone down the stairs. You've mentioned it. The dojo's also down there. So he's hitting the speed bag like a bitch. And Ron, uh, Ron, why do I? I want to call him Ron because something about the trash suit that zip like down past his nipples just screams Ron to me. But it's Jake. Jake. So Jake goes down and he's attempting to apologize. I mean, he is just really freshened him up like he went full gold dust on him and just slapped him around for a while and uh you know no aw insults this week because i have not had to sit through that that's that comes later um and he's trying to apologize like any drunk would maybe he is a little drunk because you know i don't know he's a dry drunk yeah and so he's like i'm heading back to the station even though i just got suspended Yep. So he goes straight to the evidence room, and he sweet talks to the lady working there. He's like, hey, baby, 
You got any evidence on that that missing Luke one? Because he's he's decided like I can't do anything about Pete's dead. He's gone. Yeah. I'm gonna. I need to make some money. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find this Leah Jennings chick. So he's yeah. like, is there, did any evidence come? All we got is this matchbox. I love it. We have 45 detectives working on it. They can't figure anything out. Did you check the guy's pockets? <laughs> no. Would you like me to? <laughs> yeah. See what's in his pockets. Just this matchbook. And, of course, it's some fucking cool-ass club. Yeah, the Blue Oyster. The Blue Oyster. And uh, that's, a, that's a police academy joke. Crap, it flew okay. over your head. That was like a gay leather bar. Police I academy. haven't seen police academy in years. And so he's like, right, check this place out. Puts on his best Adidas leather and hits the town. Very weird bar. Very weird. I Was it a gay bar? Because there were... Half naked men in cages dancing. I just, I think it was just you know I I called it the Mongo Bar because there's just sex acts <laughs> everywhere. This is Cornette's hot tub. There was probably Cornette hot there tub was in a the hot back. tub in there. Yeah, yeah. And there was a table with like hands that hold people down. That yep. was pretty crazy. I like that. I I like to believe. I just think it was a gay here. bar because we get the classic super flamingly gay character who comes up to Jake and hits yeah. on him. The nineties love to do this bit. I'm not gay, pal. And he like yeah. fucking choke slams the guy. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so great. I just I just brought him up earlier. Like the whole angle of Goldust <laughs> was, guys, it's a gay person. You need to hate him. <laughs> Oh. And it, it would have worked on Jake because he ain't having nothing to this guy grabbing his junk. 100% would have. So it's like you said, it's like Mongo times 12. There's just fluids flying everywhere. Very un-COVID safe. I love, I love the one dude who was in like the full safari gear. Did you notice him? Yeah, he was. He had Kamala with him. Yeah, I liked it. It was crazy. We're talking about the wrestler, <laughs> not the VP. Yeah. And yeah, it was just weird. You had It was like some goth people were there. And Jay in his Adidas tracksuit is not fitting in. <laughs> right. at I mean, like, all. how the fuck are you not fit in an Adidas, Adidas tracksuit, man? I know. Like, that's his that's his signature look. Like, he he gets in anywhere with that thing normally. Yeah. So he's standing over at the bar, just shooing all the gays off because they all want his junk. They see his boner popping through uh, those. They're Adidas all track grabbing lines. the cakes. Oh, they're getting a handful of those cakes. Let was it? I cake. think was it Cheech that notices him. I think it was yeah, Cheech. Yeah, yeah. There's like a big drug deal happening among six people, and Cheech looks across and it's like, oh, who's this man in a tracksuit? He doesn't fit in. He should be. Well, no, he know he recognizes him immediately because everybody. We said earlier, everybody knows cops in this world. <laughs> yeah. So he's yes. like, get that guy. I don't even. No, they don't really go for him. They try to sneak out the back door. And then like, uh, there's just some shoulders that get bumped, and he, uh, it's like, hey, I. I didn't give you permission, consent to touch my cakes. So a big fight breaks out. And it's I think it actually starts because Jake was like, "Hey, come here, guy!" And he tries to chase after him, and then they kind of swarm around him. Okay, and, and then, then it's, it brought me back to American Ninja Two. I was waiting for that sound effect because they dogpile them. They dogpile them, yeah. and then I wanted that that bowling sound effect yep. when he jumps up didn't happen didn't happen it only works with Steve James we follow this scene for so long and we don't even see Jake fighting that long we just see people climbing the cages <laughs> there's whips ninjas flying. flying everywhere it's the door in Wayne's world that he opens and there's just <laughs> random fighting we're just seeing random fighting for the fuck of it but 
eventually they get the best of Jake, and he's like pinned against the wall. And then these two elderly men come in. Oh, they are elderly. Right off the street, they got MAGA hats on. Yeah. And they fucking regulate. They start fucking people up. And then Jake gets out of there. He leaves them. Yeah. And just takes the fuck out of there. And he's like looking around. I think he sees the fucking PT Cruiser take off. Yeah. And he's getting ready to get in his car. And then uh, the, the MAGA guys come out. And like, hey man, we're just some real Americans from Iowa, man. We're patriots. And we, I don't know, we just we we didn't know what that was going on in that bar. We're not up to any crazy. Oh no, we we don't we don't join in on their gay experiences. <laughs> we we were just here to make sure they were playing clean. When we go to the big city, we don't do weird gay shit. No, no, not at all. When I was in the city, I was looking for a woman, and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so Jake's like, yeah. I don't, I don't need your life story. I got to find these guys. And then they the fucking attack Jake. They fucking get a nice two-by-four in a trash can, and they just fucking <laughs> go to town on him. And you're like, what the fuck? I thought they were bros. MAGA. Right. I thought they bonded over their MAGA-ness. I don't even remember how Jake breaks out of this. But I, th- he, I think he just kicks their ass and jumps in his car he and He just pulls a, uh, a warrior buck, and he just fucking just hawks <laughs> up. Throws him into the trash himself and takes off for his car to catch up to that PT Cruiser. Right. And then they, t- they stop at, like, this, like, apartment building. Random apartment building. And they, they I guess they figure, yeah, you can get lost when there's, like, a 200 build, uh, apartments in this building. Yeah. So they go in there. Jake's, like, searching around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he, he does not have... The single sense of awareness around him. He is just, he's just wandering through it like it's a goddamn mall. Just like looking around, no big deal. Opening doors. Yeah, just jiggling knobs. <laughs> just jiggling knobs. You see, I might rifle through CDs, but I don't jiggle knobs. That's that's some terrorist level shit. So that pisses these guys off. Yeah. And so they just start shooting at Jake. Jake goes to one door that happens to be, like, he knocks it. Please, this is the police. So it's a little uh, like midget woman. She's like, <laughs> well, she she looked like when she was on the bed. She looked like a midget. She like, looked really short, but then when you put her next to Sloth, <laughs> who's probably like seven five, you know. Either way, he like barges in. He's like, I'm hiding in here, but she's into it. Well, she's just like, yeah, she cut. And then they, I apparently they saw him barge in there because he's not being like careful about any of this shit no he's not and so she's like wait take your clothes off yeah and then she gets naked and then she starts hopping on the bed and she goes well the guys the, the bad guys run in and she's like hey i'm fucking somebody here yeah. i'm working here i'm working here get the fuck out and they're like oh, okay yeah she's the they, she's the apartment apartment whore they hear her fucking because like you mentioned she's jumping on the bed and screaming out in ecstasy and so the dudes are Slot! fighting. <laughs> Give me your chunky. Um, so they're peeping through. They have the old timey like keyhole. So they're peeping through the keyhole to try to see this banging happening. And what's really happening is she's just jumping on a bed, and she looks like a little midget jumping on a bed. <laughs> and he gets dressed again and just hops out the window. Yeah, and of course, had just makes a beeline straight back to the bar. And uh, th- this is where it gets weird. We're going into Dreamland. We're going to David Lynch's uh, theater because Shirley looks up and she has to like rub her eyes because she sees Pete walk through the door and like this right. heavenly background. Well, of lighting. she always wanted sloth, and she's trying to talk herself into it. You think that's what's happening? Yes. Here? Yeah. She's like, well, it's okay if I only see Chunk. Yeah. But yeah, it's he's the only one who knows how to discipline my child. Right. Pete never did that. And me. Yeah. Oh boy. And so uh, she she walks in, <laughs> and I'm lost. Okay, 
The paper. She's like, hey, remember that guy, that manager that hired you for five grand? That's not even the fucking manager. Yeah. He's found – He's what, was he found dead? No, he was not found dead. He was just – I guess he was just revealed he's a fake manager. I don't fucking know. No, they just – like they, they showed oh, no. a real manager yeah, okay, in the paper. Right. They had a picture of okay. him. And so Shirley, who apparently stopped drinking enough to put two and two together, was like, yeah, I don't think that shaky guy was the manager. I think this guy's the manager. And so I love Jake. He just jumps to conclusions here because he's like, I bet that manager guy that talked to me, I bet he knows who uh, killed Paul. Pete. Who's Paul? Well, well, he knows who killed Pete. He was there when it happened. But still, he was like, what? that guy probably knows where the guys were or something? I don't know. It, this, this, this whole Leah Jennings side plot makes no sense and this gets in the way of everything. But yes, you're right. He's like, I'm going to go check out that fake manager. Apparently, he left his address. I don't know. I hey, yeah, yes. He goes to the house, like does a griff, and just walks right in. Hey, I said I don't jiggle knobs. He says, I anybody home? Listens for two seconds, immediately goes to the CDs and starts fucking flipping through them. Chuck he's like, he's like, I got this. I got. I need this. I don't need this. <laughs> and, then, and then he hears something. No, he doesn't. He just goes in. He starts searching the house. Yeah. He's like... He's got to have some fucking vinyl somewhere, too. Yeah. And he walks into Check the, the basement, maybe freshen myself up with a nice drink. Walks into the jacuzzi. Yeah, he, he did make himself a drink. That was crazy. He's, like, he's walking around the drink. Yeah. And then he walks into the jacuzzi room, and he sees fake manager, blood everywhere, dead in the jacuzzi. Oh, shit. And go figure. He's like, well. This looks suspicious. I better go through those. Laser disc he has over there. Just make sure uh, they're all in order. There might be some evidence over there. And he gets so engrossed in the laser disc, he doesn't notice that our two real Americans from earlier show up. And they knock his ass out. And they pull him in. He's their cops. Yeah. So we cut to Jake. He's in. Uh, he's being held in that jail cell now. And we already knew he was in deep shit. He's suspended. He's also a private detective. <laughs> Lieutenants chewed him out multiple times. He's probably getting his office painted again. <laughs> From the last shit smear he did. And, uh, you know, the lieutenant comes in, and he's talking to him, and he releases Jake. And, uh, I love he, how this, like, he's supposed to be the asshole captain, but McCoy bends over backwards for this ungrateful piece of shit sloth. He is a hero cop. Everybody <laughs> knows him, so they got to treat him right. Otherwise, the police department looks like a pile of shit. Because there'll be riots. Maybe that's what's going on in Portland. There's actually a hero cop. We, are, we, we got all confused. We think it's like they hate cops. There's a hero cop being wrongly accused of something, that and might that's be why it. they're rioting. Yeah, We figured it out. Portland, you're welcome. You're welcome, Portland. So he's released again. Fucking McCoy pays his bail. He's just like, look, just don't get any trouble, please. Yeah. Let let the fucking law do what it's supposed to do. And Jake, again, with like no evidence to point this. And Lieutenant was right. He never gets any evidence. But Jake <laughs> tells him that fake manager is responsible for Pete's death. I know it. Every inch of my slothy brain knows that. I, be I bet all my chunky fortune on it. And he's like, I need evidence. Fuck your evidence. I'm going to do it my way. My way or the highway. So I love this. I love this because you know what, Murray? We've seen Ronnie and Jake trying. Jake's trying to be a fatherly figure. He doesn't know how. He was just mentally retarded. It, not that long ago. So, of course, these things come slow to saying, him. Did, did he have a did he have a Lou Ferrigno cage moment where he got he, beat, he got hit in the cage and it knocked him straight? Just like Matt Hardy promos these days, he just randomly 
triggers, you know, different characters in him. Okay. So waiting outside to pick him up is little Ronnie. And in Jake's car. In Jake's car. And so Ronnie's got a shiner. And he's, you know, Jake goes up. He's like, oh, look at this. You get yourself in a scrap? He's like, yeah, a couple guys jumped me. You know those drug friends I had? Yeah, we were yeah. I was telling them I'm not involved in their circle jerks anymore. And so they punched me in the eye a couple times. And Jake's like, oh, no way. He's like, I got beat up too. And he's showing them Are the Are you in lumps. a gang now? Yeah. Doesn't every kid want to be in one? Oh, uh, and it, I got almost confusing because that was Jake's car, wasn't it? It was Jake's car because Jake was like, "Give me five dollars so I can get a cab or something." He gives him five dollars and says, oh. "You go take the bus, bitch. Oh, Bitches okay. take the bus." But okay. they bond over like both violence, getting, uh, violence, and getting beat up. And he's like, "Hey, you know what we're gonna do? Let's go back to our bar slash gym and do some training." <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, you get some scenes of fucking limp-wristed fucking Ryan, uh, uh, like hitting that bag. He's like, "Come on, put your weight on it, put your weight on it." And he's finally learned how to. Th- he teaches him how to throw a punch. Yeah, he could work. He could be an AW right now. He, oh my god, how well his punches work. So uh, we we we're training all day. We see the clock, and it's just turning and turning and turning. These guys are gonna be sore in the morning. All right, so we roll into the nighttime, and we got Jay. Jake. <laughs> it and is he, Jake, yeah. Yeah, Jake. And he is, uh, he's going to be following those two cops that yeah. d- jumped him in the fucking yeah. uh, Mongo bar. Yeah, Dante and Wilson. And he follows them, and they're going to an office building. It's after hours. It's the middle of the night. Yeah. What are we doing here? Why is there uh, a secretary there working the front counter? Why too? is it's the middle of the night, and like three quarters of the lights are on in this building? That's a good point. People, well, the janitors might be working, so that makes sense. People are working really sense. hard. And yeah, he follows them to this this uh, from Trinity Corporation. We see this is their offices are in this building. Yeah, and he he just he, he disguises himself as a janitor by just putting a baseball cap on. Yeah, because he's got to sneak by that fucking uh, the person working the desk. That yeah. it's like, why is there a person working the desk in the middle of the night? I don't know, but I guess apparently the janitor's uniform is an Indidas tracksuit because that's what he's got on. <laughs> I love the look he, uh, he'd also have where it was like sweatpants with like a polo shirt tucked into a sweatpants. Beautiful look. That, that's a strip club outfit. <laughs> and he, he sneaks up on because he, he sees Dante and Wilson go into this room because it's a glass fucking door. So you can see everything. Yeah, yeah. And we see we see we know nothing's good because Rostov from Invasion USA is in that room. Yeah. And he, he starts he eavesdrops like Santiago wants to meet. Yeah. This is like a 10-minute scene only to get to the point of Trinity Corporation and Santiago's like, Rostov's uh, just trying to make us sweat it out. That's it. Right. No long discussion. But, but it's important that he's got some info now. He knows somehow the Trinity Corporation's involved with this. And he so, just, he, <sighs> so, like, look, if you're like a happening hero cop, but you need some nerd shit to work on. Yeah. You find your nearest Asian. Oh, yeah. So he grabs the first Asian he sees in the police department. This he, guy. It looked like they were in the same building. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he slept in the closet, woke up, and then was. He is he is keen on sleeping in closets and storage rooms. As long as he has a couple onions nearby. I don't know. He goes, hey, Asian guy. You're good with computers. I, I guess. Uh, I was just here because I lost my dog and I wanted to wonder. And, Get on this computer, look this shit up. Trinity Corporation. Yeah. 
And he's like, hey, I found out that they own a lot of cash-only businesses, like 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 laundromats and arcades and car washes. God, it sounds like the Wonder Woman episode. And he's like, laundry? They're laundering money. <laughs> what, a, what a jump. <laughs> and he's like, hey, yeah, you're right. And then <laughs> it, it goes to this Trinity Corporation with this guy, J. Rowley Adams. You know, he's like the Donald Trump of fucking L.A. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, that guy's up to no good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look into this guy. Yeah, and so of course that's that's our nice transition over to Rostov, who we met a mo- moment ago. But we're revealing that oh, this is we're making that connection. This is Jay Rowley Adams, and he's looking, he's looking like mid '80s Ric Flair. He's oh. got the three piece suit on, the fucking bleach blonde feathered hair. Oh, it's looking and he's good. just cutting a promo at this all white guy meeting. He's just like, whether you like it or not, learn to love it, because Jay Rowley Adams is gonna steal your lady. The line from Space Mountain starts there. Woo! Everyone's mesmerized by this. It's a great promo. There's people passing out from just all the sweet hot actions. A couple, a couple secretaries walk by and pass. Well, one of his goons, he's just like, "Hey, there's a cop looking for you," and he's just like, "I don't fucking give a shit. I'm Jay Rowley Adams, <laughs> but I'll send my boys Dante and Wilson." It- look into that again another good transition here because it segues right into dante and wilson right. and they're going to that second club now. yes now we're getting into that club normal people club normal, normal people good club. real americans they all have maga hats on and they're all loving america and they're listening to the latest rap music from 1990 <laughs> and so we see santiago he's got some skanky hot bitch with him and dante and uh, wilson roll up like their shit don't stink and they're like Hey, motherfucker, we know you got that Leah. Why, why, why does anyone give a shit about this Leah Jennings? You see, I thought Leah was with Santiago for a minute there, but she then was. it's a diff- that was a different woman. That was a completely oh, different woman. Oh, no, yeah, no, I'm saying but he, he had he, her he captured. Her. He kidnapped yeah. her because uh, Adams has been ripping him off because he's like, look, you're supposed to be laundering my fucking drug money, and I'm not getting anything. Yes, okay. But okay. why does Rowley give a shit about this fucking pop singer? That's yeah. I don't know. It, uh, I was going to say it makes some sense, and then I'm realizing it makes no sense. The more you think about it, the worse it is. So they're, they're having this heated discussion. Of course, our man, Jake, he's he's hanging out at the bar. just He's using, like, binoculars. He's snooping in. He's so a guy doesn't, hand, doesn't even ask order something. He just hands him a shot or something. Yeah. It's like, you look like a bourbon guy. Well, I mean, everywhere he goes, people notice him and try to do things to him. They touch his cakes. They give him shots. You ever had a pina Chianti? <laughs> this guy named Vinny invented him. They're to die for. I'll take uh, two of those. Because he's a drunk. We learned that he's a drunk. Ronnie told us. Uh, and like you said, he's got the fucking opera glasses on. He's like, he's like being really, he's being really conspicuous. He's yes. not inconspicuous. Yes. And so he's listening in as uh, the the. Discussion. I don't know how he is because that rap is just pounding. The beat is just fucking. He's hearing it all. Actually, this is the first time they visit the club, so it's there's no. Uh, no, there's there's some here too. It might oh, not have been God. a rap song, but there's something. Playing. There there's something. They're in a club. It's not it's not the rap song we use at the start no, of the episode. No, yet. not that great song. So uh, yeah, we go back over to Dante and uh, Santiago having this heated discussion. And listen we, here, you South American piece of shit. <laughs> 
you're going to give us that Leah Jennings or we'll kill you. He's like, look, just give me my money that you fucking laundered for me and we're set. I don't give a fuck about yeah. that bitch. And I think there was even a, like, I think Santiago wanted to take over that club that they were hanging out in, too. He's like, this is going to be my club, too, by the end of this deal. And Dante's like, look, motherfucker, pulls out a badge. This is all I fucking need. Yeah. I'll kill you, motherfucker. And they ain't going to do shit about me because this is pre-2020. Cops can do whatever the fuck they want. So Santiago is just like, you know what? I'm out of here. And he takes off. But Jake, who, again, conspicu- very conspicuously, <laughs> Santiago noticed him. It was, he, like, it's, again, he's like 6'10". How can you not notice him? He's a mutant. He's 6'10". He's yelling about dudes getting too close to him. He's always asked for a buffer seat. He's like, a little too close. A little too close. So, um, yeah, Santiago is going to head out to the docks, of course. Uh, so you know something bad's going to happen. And he, you know it's really bad because he spots Chico there, too. Yeah. And they're like, uh-oh, it's got to be a good shit transaction happening here. Yeah. And there is. They got in a duffel bag. They go, here's some good shit, pal. <laughs> Take this. So he sees the handoff. Evidence. He's got it. Yep. Finally has his evidence. So he's like, I'm going to murder everybody now. <laughs> so he just jumps in a car and merely chases. I guess, was it Chico? Yeah, it was Chico. Chico and the man are driving. We get a very boring uh, chase scene. Oh, yeah. They're always boring, but this one especially so. <laughs> and I, I thought he was trying to take him in, so he has his evidence, he has his guy, he can get his job back, maybe you know. But they're just driving down one of those those typical warehouse alleyways you see with just explosives lining it because you know. Well, at top. Of, well, first of all, Jake shoots uh, Chico, doesn't he? Because Chico, he shoots his. Uh, I think he had somebody in the passenger seat. That I, thought, he shot. I thought it was the opposite. I thought Chico was in the passenger. The you know what? That's what it was. Yeah. So he shoots Chico. They're shooting guns. There's bystanders. There's innocent people. Jake doesn't care. Yeah. He's not a cop anymore. He doesn't have to fuck <laughs> obey the law. Hey, I mean, you don't say that to the lieutenant. Says, <laughs> "Fuck your law. I get to do whatever I want because now I'm not hidden behind the badge." So yes, and then they finally go down an alleyway with with you know every alleyway's got to have piles of fucking cardboard boxes everywhere and ramps everywhere. Yeah, and Chico, what do you know? He hits a ramp. He just hits. I mean, uh, Jake kind of shoved him into it a yeah, little bit. A little bit. Hits a ramp, flips over, car explodes. He's, uh, Jake is talking about how he wants to roast some marshmallows, and we just go to the next morning. What what happened the rest of this day? Where did Jake go? <laughs> Apparently, he just stayed at the scene of the crime. I imagine he found another storage closet. Maybe he keeps a couple onions with him so he can sleep easy. Uh, because I we, know what he's doing. He's looking for slice. It's a, for, <laughs> because we get a nice product placement of PepsiCo slice. Which they still make slice. Yeah, they do. I think okay. Orange Cross. That was Pepsi's crush. answer to Sprite. Was slice Sprite? Yeah. Why would a lemon lime soda? Be countered with an orange soda. It, no, it wasn't. They, slice had different flavors. The main slice was a lemon lime. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, like I said, it had apple too. They had a lot of crazy flavors. Yeah, and uh, he just takes this big swig. Even like Matuzak has enough dignity to be like, "This is garbage," and spits it out immediately. Yeah. Well, it has been shaken up. But he was contractually obligated, and it was sitting in a hot car. Hot pop. Ugh. Not just hot; it was on fire, but somehow <laughs> survived. <laughs> Well, that's, they made they made those plastic bottles like they lasted back then. Yeah. You couldn't recycle them though; they were that they were indestructible. Yeah, so I mean, we're he just got swigs, <laughs> spits it out. Like I guess that's mouthwash to fucking Jake. Yeah, and I mean, like we open explains up. Explains lost teeth. I yes, mean, if he's using pop to 
fucking mouthwash. That's very true. But we're opening up to the scene because the lieutenant has showed up, and Jake is just like rolling out and swigging that. That's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Where did he go? Why does any of this make sense? And like sense? Captain, like I said, you know something's up with this captain because he is not like the normal captain. He's like, I'm going to do everything I can to get you back, your badge back. Yeah. And it's like, what? And then forget it. And then it gets really emotional, man. It's like, it's like this, it calls, he's calling back to the emotions in that scene we did, we opened the episode with. Yeah. Where he's, he's like, and, and forget about Chunk, I mean Pete. <laughs> and then fucking Matuzak, just slightly little tear wells up in his eyes. Forget it. I don't give a fuck about that job. I don't give a fuck, man. All I care, who gives the shit? Who did that? Right? right? Uh, All I care about is Chunk, okay? I love this because whenever we hit that emotional peak, we got to hit the bags. You got to. Got to hit the bags. You're being beaten up emotionally, so you got to beat up something physical. I love it. Yeah. And you see him and Ronnie back at it. He was punching that bag. I can't even imagine the montage music they use. I was just so into that bag. I had to get my own bag and hang it up for those scenes. I just I went along with it. You went along for that emotional to- journey. Who's took me on that emotional journey, and I was right. I was loving it. Speaking of going on a journey, they go right back to Santiago's club. It's the hottest club. They're blasting that. I was like, is that RJ rapping? It was so good. Lover, 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 lover. And he notices that Santiago's not there, but his hoe is there. Yeah, and he's like. That's that's my end. Ops. Every woman is in love with me. Everybody just loves him. Every woman loves a guy in Adidas. Oh my god, my uh, Adidas. <laughs> and so the guy, as we're talking about this, guy comes in. Here's your usual. It's on me. And he's like, "You're damn right it is." God damn this. And then he looks back, and the woman's not there. And he's like, "Oh fuck! I ruined my fucking chance." And he gets up to leave, and then she's right next to him. Hmm. And she is grabbing those cakes, and she's like, well, tell me. I love, a man, well, I how, love a man in sweatpants. I, I just know that you're well-endowed because you can't be constrained by jeans. Right. Like you have to wear something that's loose-fitting. So why don't, you go, why don't you come back to my place and show me what you're packing? He's like, I can do that. So she takes him back to her place, Santiago's place. Yeah, we're about to find that out. And... She's undressing. We're seeing some nice thong butt. He's putting on his best uh, tube sock. <laughs> what's, what's this with tube sock? Well, babe, once we get to fucking, you'll understand why I put well, the tube socks on. Traction, that's why. <laughs> I mean, you saw those <laughs> carpeted floors. You don't want rug burn. If you're going to start sweating, you need some sweat socks. <laughs> so he's getting ready. He's just uh. about to put on the socks, and then Santiago rolls in. Bitches, leave. Uh, and he's like, yeah, man. She's an expensive bitch, and she just drives me fucking crazy. We do a lot of cuck fantasy shit. Yeah. This I mean, is, I'm sorry I'm going to have to kill you because you're a cop, but yeah. normally we just bang each other, you know? Yeah, we got – you know the, about that hot tub at the Mongo Bar? Like, we're constantly in there, and I, I'm we're, I'm banging her. Dudes are banging me. She's watching. There's still I'm a little watching. bit of him in that hot tub. There's so <laughs> – He's like, I think they just knock him out, right? Like, yeah, they they just knock him out and uh, comes yeah. to. He's in a barn. Yeah, he's so he's got his hands tied up above his head. He's dangling there. Yep. He hears some whimpering and, and he looks over. It's fucking Leah, that oh, chick who Stacy Q. Yeah, Stacy Q. And she's like, oh, please help me. Oh, he's like, of course I'll, I'll help you. I'll figure out how to get out of this one. But before he can formulate any kind of plan. 
Or gangers come back in and they're PT ready. PT Cruisers show up. Yeah, the PT Cruisers. I like it. And they just start like, tell us everything you know. You I know like, you know everything. They fucking pull out a knife and they don't even use it. They don't even cut them a little bit. They just no. punch them. They just soften them up a little bit. Punch them in the gut. Yeah. And then they fucking, they take them out and they're dragging them. So I'm like, oh, they're going to drag them behind the truck. You know, do that whole thing. No. They put them in a crate. <laughs> yes. They put them in a crate. What the fuck was this? And then they're going to, I guess, let them go. I don't know. Like, like, why do they just kill them and then put them in the crate? Don't no, they're going to put them in line. I guess they, they, get, they need to go somewhere really safe to do the sick shit they want to do. I, I, yeah, we're already out in the middle of nowhere where they feel completely safe in keeping a woman hostage. Right. But, yeah, they're like, we can't kill people here. <laughs> Can't kill people. Here. They can hear the gunshots. We can't do that. It spooks the horses, dude. Yeah, that's a good point. So they put them. Now it makes sense. Yeah. So it's like it's uh it's Cheech and the buddy, and they're like, man, that was so cool. You beating that guy up? He's a yeah. chump. Well, I mean, father, they're, they're just bragging about their shit. Okay, they're they are traveling across the desert now with them. Well, no, they're on. I think they're like on the Pacific Coast Highway because they're right on the coast. They're yeah. driving on a road right on the coastline, and they they just have the little truck now. They don't have the PT Cruiser, and uh, our, our our man Chunk is in the back. Why did I call him Chunk? Uh, Jake wakes up, and it's like. Of course he could break out. I could fucking break out of a fucking fucking crate. It's yeah. like five nails holding it together. This guy's like fucking 300 pounds. Plus, so flight, he, or fl- fight or flight is going to be kicking into adrenaline. Yeah, so he, just, crazy. He, he just sneaks out because he got a tarp over it because it's, it's really really uh, suspicious having this a crate in a truck. So they put a tarp over it. They, and these guys, they don't even notice. No, they don't. They're so unaware. So Sloth breaks out. And he starts slowly creeping through the truck. There's one foot of room for him to travel through. But, yeah, he sneaks over, and we're, we were in the passenger. We're, our camera's right up there with the guys. They're just having a – they're ribbing each other. They're having a good time. One guy, uh, the passenger's getting drunk off his ass, and he's making all kinds of lewd jokes. And just like, look, it's great when John DeHart tells those jokes, but you, you don't have the delivery Right. No more, no more uh, pro, uh, doctor jokes. Okay, hey, look, those those jokes were funny a year ago. Shit's changed since yeah. then. All right, get woke. Yeah, and just as he's about to get woke, he gets put to sleep. Yep, because our boy Jake is boom, little jab knocks his fucking ass out so quick that fucking che- uh, uh, Cheech doesn't even notice it. He's like, dude. I said, get woke. Don't go to sleep. What the fuck's going on here? What's going on? Shaking him. Then Jake goes full fucking sloth mode. He was being real like ninja, like Shokazugi like. And he just starts maul, trying to maul this guy. Like, Attacks him. So yeah. we get another boring fucking, like, you know. Just car swerving scene. You see, like, this, like, fat fucking stunts man, like, <laughs> rolling around, like, the hood of the car and everything. Yeah. So he he's, like, strangling, um... Chico, Chico. Yeah, he's about to choke slam him. He's yeah. Just, he's just strangling the dude. But uh, right before he, he his sloth senses kick in or something, <laughs> because he realizes they're going to be going off an incline or something. Dead man's curve's coming up. Dude, this incline. This wasn't even the one from Captain America. This is like <laughs> barely uh, a slope. Like this is something uh, is something that even a golfer would be like, I could chip right over that. No big deal. It's like two-foot slope. But, uh, yeah, Sloth jumps out. Doesn't matter. He knows how to tuck and roll. But they got a highly explosive crate in the back. So I think that, was, uh, <laughs> that was the other thing in the crate was just explosions. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he jumps off in the nick of time. They go 
slowly down this hill. It's incline. I, mean, I can't even call it a hill. It's yeah. an incline. It's, it's a ramp. It's so lame. And the car just bursts into flames. And then fucking Sloth just, damn, forgot to bring my marshmallows. Ugh. All right. Flicks up his Adidas collar and walks off into the sunset. So, you know, why not? We're going to see what Ron's been up to? Who cares? Ron's never had a real purpose in this other than to show that Jake doesn't know how to be a father figure. But we're actually going to follow Ron. Just to, I guess it's just to see that all that training is paying off. Yes. He finally knows how to throw a punch and kick. Yeah. And so he's just walking down an alley like all innocent boys do. They're just walking down the sh- shady part of uh, town. Right. We're and trying to help people. Clearly. He just happens to bump into his old circle jerk buddies. Yeah. And they're like, oh, look at Mr. I don't like to fucking jerk off in front of other guys. What's wrong with you, huh? You a sissy or something? And he's like, I've learned how to fight. Oh, yeah, well, let's see. And then he just fucking annihilates these fucking young street toughs. Dude, he beats the shit out of them. He's, like, doing the... He's, like, running up the wall and doing the backflip and just, like, land, all the guys were standing there waiting to catch him and they were just I mean, knocked I don't out. Think he, I think he could have just beat him up. He kills him. He, he just murders these people. He snaps necks. I don't know why Ron taught... Ron, why did I call him Ron again? <laughs> I don't know. Jake, I don't know why Jake taught him how to snap necks, but... I don't know, but he does it. He does it pretty good. There's all those dead chickens to prove he taught him. He's a disgusting person. So we just needed that sidebar for Ron for some reason. <laughs> we needed to fill some time. Yeah, we go back to Jake, and he's returning. He's he, he feels like he's got the case solved at this point. He's like, I know where. Well, I guess he does right. know where Leah is. They they meet up at a scene of a crime. I don't I don't I don't know why Jake knows what's going on because he's a hero cop man. Everyone just tells <laughs> he's, him he's probably got a police scanner too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He has a police scanner. So they show up. McCoy's there. And they're like, look, I know where she's at. I saw it. What? Yeah, we know where she's at, too. She's in this building. She's fucking dead. Yeah, she's, she's dead. She's dead. Santiago's dead. And that fucking hoe with the expensive horror that likes to make people jealous is dead. Yeah, it was, it, they were in, like, Santiago's place or something. Well, yeah, they were all found dead in his hot tub. Uh-huh. And they're like, this is this you know, this happens. Sometimes people slip in a hot tub and they die. There were semen everywhere. We got it back. We're analyzing it right now. It's like, no, I tell you. I, I need... Evidence, Jake. We're police officers. Let's bring me some evidence. That's all I ask. <laughs> and of course, just like Epstein, they're like, we're pretty sure it was a suicide. Everyone's head's blown off, and like, there's there's nothing to, to nod this towards a suicide. It was a triple suicide. It happens. It just happens. It's it's yeah. the weirdest thing. Maybe they were drinking that Kool Aid. You know, who knows? Maybe they heard about. Um, <laughs> Who knows? You they know heard what? that Hailbot Comet was coming. And they that must, had, that they must were all were wearing Nike, so it all fits. Yeah. So, uh, Jake, of course, is just You like, need probable cause, Jake. Yeah. He's yelling out, it's got to be Rowley. It's got to be Rowley. And he's like, no, it's suicide. So, Jake's furious. He's like, he's like I got all the cause I need, motherfucker. Yeah. And he walks out. And he's like, I guess I got I to gotta go to the money, man, if I got to get to the top of this. So he's like, lawyers, I got to go to the Rowley's lawyer. Yep. So he meets him up in the parking lot. Immediately, like, does the worst thing you could do if you're trying to go by the book by threatening this guy's life. Yeah. They're strangling him. Yeah. Puts, pulls out a tape recorder. Spill it. And he's like, I ain't doing shit. This is like under duress. What the fuck are you talking about? Pulls out a gun, 
Does he, does he shoot him in the ear or does he shoot him by the ear? He shoots the tip. He's like, do you know who Van Gogh is? And he shoots right over the tip of his ear just to show him, like, I have this kind of precision. And then the guy immediately just like, all right, all right. He says everything. And then he's, like, he's got him by the collar. What's that smell, brother? And then the boy oh. just goes, dookie. Uh, Call back to the old <laughs> bar. <laughs> So it what, was we, gross. what we get out? What, what do we get out of this, lawyer? We get the com- confirmation of where the drugs are going, how yes. they're being trafficked, which will totally hold up in court. Yeah, when you're like threatening to kill a guy as he's telling you this. at gunpoint. Oh, it's just it's so, so he takes crazy. this 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 uh, uh, tape tape to, to, to McCoy. He's like, look, I got all the evidence here. He's like, Jake, you're threatening to kill him on the tape. I yeah. cannot take this to court. They yeah. will throw this out. It's like. Come on, even Griff can edit this together. Just <laughs> cut the beginning off. That's it. No one would know the better. No, we can't do that. But, be- I got, but he's like, well, then Jake's like, well, I got a better idea. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to call up Rowley. Say, I have this tape with all this incriminating evidence. We're going to fake blackmail him. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, we're going to meet up the old foundry up by the road. You know where that, that old foundry. I'm going to wear a wire. And we got him nailed. That's it. Yeah. And uh, our lieutenant is just like, Jakey, 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 Jakey. Raleigh's too big. There's no way we can take him down. It's impossible. No, we can't. He's, he's like, I'm willing to work with you. It's too big to fail. It's too big to fail. But, but yeah, but, Jake Jake does convince him to yeah. go along with that. So little the McCoy know, but Jake checks out his old, oh, maybe he was a partner. He, was an, he, was, he used to be a cop. And I he mean, got, got <sighs> shot in the line of duty. So he's in a wheelchair, Sparky. This is this is like Shakes from uh, Punisher, just a cool guy with gadgets <laughs> that he can go to. Works at like a like a, a VCR repair shop. Yep. On the wrong side of town, he's like, "Hey, Jake, yeah, you only come to see me when you need something. What's going on, brother? Remember to be kind of rewind." And he's like, "Look, I need you. I need your 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 brain. Your your fucking B. A. Baracus type brain. You can work anything." So they work, out, they work out this thing where apparently this is what it is. They got a wire. I guess fucking Jake, he assumes they're going to check him for a wire. So it's not a real wire. It is a wire. It will be taping something. But but if they break the wire, it will – a radio respond, or a transponder will go off. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something to do with once that circuit's broken between whatever piece, microphone. So at, at, at this moment, I'm thinking, oh, oh, I get it. What it'll do is it'll call the cops. No, that's not at all what it does. No, it's, it's even more silly. <laughs> yeah, it's even more silly. So it makes sense in theory right now, but no, it does not make sense at all. Because we cut to the night. Jake, had, I must have got there eight hours beforehand because he just set dresses this foundry so beautifully. All these fires everywhere. Yeah, what was with the <laughs> fires? So many fires. Well, Jake, you know, he's like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, we're on, well, we are on the dock, so maybe there were just fires there because maybe some bad shit just rolled through. I don't know why a foundry's on a docks, but it's there. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> And so he's checking in with fucking the lieutenant. He's like, look, everything's ready to go. I, I started up the last fire. He's like, thank God that we got that military budget pushed through for the local police because <laughs> I brought the tank. Yeah, like the lieutenant's like, I just wanted to try this shit out. I don't yeah. know. Like, it's, it's there. Why not use it? The lieutenant, who, by the way, has been telling Jake, you need to have backup. You need to <laughs> stop acting alone. The lieutenant shows up alone 
with a tank. They're each other's backup. Griff, come on. So, Rowley, he arrives. He's like, whoa! He's got the fucking sequence robe with the feathers on it. He's looking fucking great. He's I just like, strutting in. I like how he has one of his goons. I don't know if it was Dante or what, but he Dante. had he had the tape of the dun-dun-dun. He's like styling and profiling. He even had a guy with the strobe light so you could see the sequence. He's really limo shine. driving, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing. Son of a gun! Woo! <laughs> And oh, he, he meets up with our boy uh, Jake, and uh, Jake's got the fucking uh, tape. He's like, "All right, well, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a Kinja Tache case out there." Yeah, and he's like, "Is that it?" And he's like, "Yep, that's it." So Rowley's like, "Well, I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna take this shit. What yeah. are you gonna do?" And then Dante appears. Yep, and uh, Rowley's just like, "You know, I have backup." And two guys come out, and Jake's like, well, I have backup. And he's like, you don't have my kind of backup, though. So, yeah, and then, then uh, McCoy comes in out of the shadows, and is like, holy fuck, he's working for Rowley. Yep. Of course I, he was. There's no way a captain would be that accommodating unless yep. he was crooked. He said, I told you he's too big to fail. I'm in his pocket, too. So it just tells me, how about this? Why didn't McCoy just let Jake rot in jail instead of getting him out in the beginning of the movie? And he would never have to deal with Jake at all. Hero cop. <laughs> That's it. The pressure. The public pressure on keeping a hero cop in jail. Every plot hole you can think of is explained away with he's a hero cop. Everybody knows him. That's why he's always getting those drinks at the bar. That's why everyone's grabbing his ass. He's a hero cop. So, of course, the first thing they're going to do is get up in Jake's face. They're going to search him. They're going to find yeah. Well, that. I think McCoy was even like, he's got a wire on him, so yeah. get that. So they grab the wire, they yank it, and that sets off the transponder. So explosions are going off. It's like Snake Eater level shit here, Fucking man. Fucking the Star Spangled Banner's playing and shit. There's even a voice that comes out over the intercom, and they think the police have arrived. And they're, they're like, call out, and they're like, well, no, you're out there, McCoy, or something. Didn't they call out McCoy <laughs> in the recording? I wouldn't be surprised. And it's like, wait, how did they predetermine that? Jake didn't reveal that he knew that. This, this ending. I don't know. This, this, ending. this is a very weird set because there's like an electrical transformer. It's just out in like in the middle of this foundry, and Jake shoots uh, Dante into it. Yeah, because after the explosions go off, that's that's when things kind of spread out. Like Jake uses that as a distraction to get away, and a big gunfight ba- breaks out, and he shoot. Was it Dante he shot? Dante gets shot, and he gets blown back into that exposed. Yeah, electrical. Yeah, it's like a transformer. Transformer. Thank you. And he fucking hits fucking the lieutenant with something. Lieutenant was uh, above him, actually. Like, he somehow ended up in half a building where there was a floor above him. Very bizarre layout at this foundry. Incredibly bizarre. (laughs) And Jake is doing, again, mental calculus. It's like, the stupidity of the situation calls for me to shoot this barrel. And it's just a barrel of explosions because that's all they do is they put explosives in a barrel. Donkey Kong barrel. Yeah, Donkey Kong barrel. Blows up, knocks fucking... It's uh, too bad there wasn't a fridge to hide in. Knocks McCoy off the catwalk he was on. He splats. And like, all right, we did it. But we forgot about that tank, Griff. Yeah. And the tank just barrels in through a wall. And just like, holy shit, who's in the tank? Because we just killed McCoy. Right. We're like, well, it's got to be a cop. Well, it is a dirty cop. Because our boy Wilson pops up. And Jake's like, fuck you, dude. I'll just kill you. 
No, you won't. Yoink, he grabs up. It's Shirley and Ronnie. Oh, yeah, you fit a lot of people in this mini tank. I know, really. So, Raleigh, who uh, is still alive, he's like, all right, here we go. I've got, uh, you know, I, I just pulled out my two ace, ace, aces. Something. I, card. I'm sounds good Sounds like I got you over a barrel. Over an explosive barrel. So, um, yeah, it's looking all grim. And then, and then Ronnie goes, I'll do something. Uh, and he pu- pushes Wilson down. Rowley bitches out immediately. He does the, the fucking cowardly heel turn yeah. and, like, runs off. Ronnie pulled the fucking Sloth. He said, hey, you guys, that distract <laughs> him, and then he shoved him over. And then Sloth and Wilson go at it because he's like, Ronnie, you can't handle this fucking elderly man. Yeah. He start wrestling. Fucking uh, Jake throws uh, Wilson down, grabs a fucking Pepsi machine, hurls it on him, and then he drops the greatest fucking line and hiss. He's like, I guess all I wanted was a Pepsi. Oh, I like it. And we hear that Sue Saltensi rip. I love it. And he starts, gives chase to the cowardly heel, Rick Rowley. And like then there's like a billboard. This is the weirdest fucking place. I don't know. The stats were incredibly <laughs> weird here. And there, fortunately, there's a ladder right up on the billboard. So Rowley, he's he's the fucking he's the world champion. He like he, he got to be on a stage. Seriously, it's like it it look as awkward as ladder matches for wrestling. And he's like slowly going up and <laughs> reaching up for some reason. And then you and got then all. And then Jake's following him. While he's scolding him, yes, he's like you're the scum of the earth, you're the tr- you're the scum. Of the- I forget what fucking DeHart says, but he's like, you're the the scum that makes the world die or whatever. I, I can't remember either. And all he had to do was push the ladder over. That's yeah, all Raul had to do. This is not a fix to anything. It is literally just a. Le- it's the most dangerously set up ladder. <laughs> And he it's like an just, AW match. It's the most dangerously set up thing. Yeah, and, and then you got fucking Sammy Guevara down there throwing <laughs> chairs at them. So it, it, what is this amounting to? You know he wants to murder this man. He's got the perfect opportunity to do it. But instead, he's just like, again, like wrestling, he's just going along with it like it's very hard to get up this ladder and everything. He's <sighs> so, milking it. He's milking it, Yes. So it just so happens that Raleigh finally is thrown, but a rope somehow so somehow grabs his With leg. Wonder Woman's magical uh, rope. Yeah, grabs his leg, and he just swings into a, a seething hellfire. Just this, yeah. this he raging goes, fire. He goes through a glass ceiling, and then he's like <laughs> in this raging fire. It's like so the fire that we saw earlier must have just like got out of control and into this building or something, and. Uh, should have joined the circus. <laughs> Another classic Tuesday uh, line. And whatever that means. Fucking Christ. And then he meets up with Shirley and Ronnie. They hug each other. It's, it's morning all of a sudden. And they just walk off into the sunset while cops like cars show up. Yeah. Don't even put like a blanket around their, their shoulders. Yeah, no, and no sit blankets. on the back of an ambulance. Oh. Wow. It's a weird journey. Weird. Seeing Sloth go from being Sloth to Jake. Interesting transition. Yeah, it is. He's yeah. still got that childlike mentality with the onions and, you know, I don't know. Just lashing out. Yeah, lashing out. He's got the sloth rage, of course. Got the fucking uh, slice mouth rinse. The slice mouth rinse. Ex- again, like you said, explains the teeth. Explains the teeth. Yeah. So, wow. I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm sorry you had to listen to that. <laughs> but you can watch it. It's on YouTube. So, from the depths of hell, 
this episode. The the heights. We're going. We we had to we had to do a movie like this because we've been flying so high. We needed to bring it down because we're going to bring you guys back up for next month. Griff came up with this idea, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you explain it, Griff. Yeah, uh, I don't know where it hit me. It's just one day I was thinking about you know all these all these ridiculous movies. We've been doing sequels. We always start with sequels. We never start with original movies. But we because the original movies are generally good. Yeah, and so uh, I was like, you know what? There's a lot of sequels to well-known movies, so we've got four lined up. What do we want to start with? I don't. Even I know think I want to grow. So I'm gonna say I think we start. We're, we're, so we're gonna call this month terrible twos. The terrible twos. All bad s- sequels, second movies, and I believe all of them are officially like with two in the title. So yeah. I need so place. I suggest we start with Speed Two. Okay. Start there because it's gonna get bigger and bigger. Guys, if you think Speed Two is huge. Wait till you see the next three yeah. movies we do. They're you could be say building. we're going to continue to accelerate throughout this. Uh, I like. We're going to stay yeah. at fifty-five. <laughs> we can't drive fifty-five. So next week we start off with Keanu Reeves and speaking of Griff, I've never seen this movie. I've never seen it. Either. I've never seen Speed One. Oh really? Okay. I've I seen I'm, Speed I'm One. I'm not a Keanu guy. So it'll be interesting because yeah. it's, it's on a boat, right? I have no idea. Cruise control, I think, is what it's called. Yeah, it must be a boat. Yeah. I mean, there's cruise control and cars. So, September, Terrible 2 month. Starting out, Speed 2, Cruise Control. Keep it warm.